Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the China Untold podcast, a platform dedicated to sharing lesser-known stories from the world's most populous nation. I'm your host, Matt Bossens, coming at you from Beijing, China. Classroom, or in old language, a couple thousand years ago, disciples, those who are trying to prepare themselves for entry into the evolutionary level above human, synonymous with the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven. Love is a healing remedy. We're going to reach out to areas. Where man has seemed to have difficulty, as we concentrate that the gifts of the Holy Spirit might function, or what the secularist might speak of as the paranormal, let us believe. The sentence that will likely keep Keith Raniere, that leader of that so-called sex cult, behind bars for the rest of his life. That's right. Good morning, Michael Raniere, who described himself as a self-help guru, was sentenced at a federal court in Brooklyn to 120 years behind bars. If you are from the West. The word "cult" likely brings about thoughts of spiked Kool-Aid and ritualistic suicide, aliens, and Tom Cruise. To be fair, there is a good reason for this. Cults have something of a negative reputation, due in large part to a slew of high-profile groups known for their bizarre beliefs, sexual, physical, and mental abuse, and suicidal and homicidal behavior. Heaven's Gate is a notable example. The cult was founded in the 1970s by Marshall Applewhite and Bonnie Nettles, and involved an over-the-top belief system that combined aliens, interstellar spacecraft, and the recycling of planet Earth. After Nettles passed away in the mid-1980s, Applewhite began taking his followers further down the rabbit hole. In the 90s, Applewhite and seven of his followers underwent castration at a clinic in Mexico to help rid themselves of sexual desire and gender, which was deemed evil. The story of Heaven's Gate came to a head in 1997 when Applewhite began claiming that an alien spacecraft was trailing the Hale-Bopp comet, and that the spacecraft would pick up the cult members when it passed the Earth. And carry them to the next level of existence. Unfortunately, this glorious celestial exit from Earth required the cult's members to kill themselves. On an unknown date in March of 1997, Applewhite and 38 of his followers died by suicide by taking phenobarbital mixed with applesauce at a rental home in San Diego. They all died wearing the same black uniform and Nike shoes. In Japan, a man known as Shoko Asahara founded a cult based on the Vajrayana scriptures, the Bible, and other ideologies in 1984. His new religious movement was known as Ayum Shinriko, and it has been classified as a doomsday cult 
due to its belief in a coming Armageddon brought about by America. The cult first drew attention in the late 1980s when accusations were leveled against the group for forcing cash donations and holding people against their will. The group gained international notoriety in 1995 when cult followers staged a sarin gas attack on the Tokyo subway system that resulted in deaths and serious injuries. In the aftermath of the terrorist attack, Japanese authorities raided the group's headquarters and arrested Asahara. He was tried over the course of seven years and sentenced to death. He was executed by hanging on July 6, 2018. Interestingly, Asahara's religious movement still exists today, although it operates under a new name. In Russia in 2007, roughly 30 members of a cult offshoot of the Russian Orthodox Church hold themselves up in a Russian cave to await the end of the world. These people believed that things like credit cards, ID numbers, and barcodes were satanic and threatened to kill themselves and commit mass suicide if authorities tried to remove them from the cave. Two cult members died in the cave, one due to starvation and the other from cancer. This led some members to leave because they were worried about toxic fumes from the rotting bodies. The remaining cult followers evacuated when the cave's roof began to collapse in 2008. As you can see, cults are a phenomenon found around the world, including the People's Republic of China. In modern times, religion in mainland China is heavily policed, and there are only a handful of state-approved religions, including Christianity, Buddhism, Taoism, and Islam. Approved religions are subject to government oversight, and religious leaders and followers are often closely monitored. Despite this, strange beliefs always find a way, and cults have been able to proliferate in present-day China. In May of 2014, a group of people from a Chinese doomsday cult known as the Church of the Almighty God walked into a McDonald's restaurant in China's eastern Shandong province. While in the restaurant, they tried to recruit a 35-year-old woman named Wu Shuoyan to join their ranks. When the woman refused to provide cult members with her personal contact information, they beat her to death in broad daylight inside the fast food joint. Here is a clip from a news broadcast from BBC, aired shortly after the murder occurred. It was an ordinary evening in a small town McDonald's until these people turned up, trying to recruit new members to their Christian cult. One diner refused to give them her number. They beat her to death. In prison, there was no attempt to deny the murder. And no remorse either. 
This provincial fast food restaurant has been closed since the night of the 28th of May. The savage murder here sums up what's so alarming about this cult. They're brazen and they're unpredictable. They bludgeoned a woman to death in front of a dozen or more witnesses, someone they'd never met, and just because she wouldn't give them her phone number. In short, the Church of the Almighty God is a secretive, theologically deviant Christian cult that started in China in 1991. Despite the fact that the new religious movement has been banned by the Communist Party of China for its anti-government stance and violent acts, it continues to gain members and is considered an influential end-of-days cult. The Church of the Almighty God is also known as Eastern Lightning, and the group believes that God has returned to the mortal plane of existence as a Chinese woman named Yang Xiangbin. Yang is often portrayed as the head of Eastern Lightning, but many other observers believe the true leader is likely her high priest and husband, Zhao Weishan, the man who first began preaching that Yang is divine. Both Yang and Zhao fled China for the United States in the year 2000 and continued to operate the cult in China and other countries from a luxury villa in New York. In addition to the horrific McDonald's murder in 2014, the group has been accused of robberies, assaults, kidnapping, and rioting. The group has also been accused of amplifying far-right propaganda online in Hebrew during an Israeli election in 2019. The Church of the Almighty God has also been accused by international news outlets and pundits of pursuing retribution against those that decide to leave the cult. Punishment would ultimately come to the cult members responsible for the Shandong McDonald's murder. In 2015, two of the people responsible for the death of Miss Wu were executed, while three others were given jail terms ranging from seven years to life behind bars. The Church of the Almighty God is a relatively new cult in China, and fringe religious beliefs have existed in the country for a very, very long time. Now, I want to turn the clocks back roughly 2,000 years and briefly explore the strange and often creepy world of cult worship in ancient China, specifically the cult of Jiang Zuwen. Jiang Zuwen was a tyrannical and arrogant leader who ruled over Moling County, which is now modern-day Nanjing, during the Eastern Han Dynasty. Aside from declarations of Jiang's brutal nature noted in numerous online sources, not much additional information seems available to expand upon his ruthless rule. A Wikipedia entry on Jiang claims that the ruler developed a deep adoration for wine and women during his lifetime, although this article boasts only one citation and is thus difficult to rely on. One thing that does seem certain, though, is that his death came prematurely, following a violent encounter with a group of marauding bandits. He was allegedly killed by a fierce blow to the head. The story of Jiang becomes most interesting after his death, 
which local folklore claims was a restless one. Legend has it that after his death, a phantom Jung returned to haunt Modling County, looking to recoup the power he so greatly cherished in life. The ghost allegedly ordered Moling's inhabitants to worship him as the local deity. Those who rebuffed his request were supposedly struck down by a horrible plague used to encourage their allegiance. Years after Jiang's death, a leader named Sun Chuan decided to make Nanjing the capital of his Wu kingdom. Legend has it that Sun was forced to build a temple to honor Jiang after the phantom ruler appeared and caused a great fire that destroyed much of Sun's palace. Subsequent rulers would both attack the cult of Jiang and honor it, with one Song Dynasty ruler allegedly elevating the dead tyrant to the pantheon of kings. Although the cult of Jiang Zewen has received little scholarly attention, researchers believe the area around Mount Zhong in the east of Nanjing was the epicenter of the cult during the Six Dynasties period, from the 3rd to the 6th centuries. As for how many people participated in the religious movement, no one knows for sure. But in the early 1930s, archaeologists discovered evidence of the cult in the form of shrine runes and two stone tablets. The discoveries were made in the Nanjing area, and the ancient relics seemed to support the cult claims. In fact, all the sources I accessed while researching this episode of the podcast seem to agree that the Jiang cult did exist. Where disagreement arises is over how widespread and influential the group really was. According to some scholars, Jiang was never an official deity, simply a powerful unofficial one. Others suggest his influence stretched far beyond the confines of Jiangsu province, possibly reaching China's far southern coast. In 1948, Miyakawa Hiseyuki published the Rukucho Shukyoshi, in which he claimed Jiang became a war god for emperors and warriors in the southern reaches of the Middle Kingdom. Hiseyuki claims the cult spread south due to the frequent wars taking place between the northern and southern portions of the country. Regardless of the range of the Jiang-based faith, there is little doubt the tyrant received considerable attention in death, arguably far more so than during his lifetime. In modern times, all that remains of the cult of Jiang are a small collection of archaeological artifacts. Although, since his death roughly 2,000 years ago, Jiang has also become associated with the first court of hell in Chinese mythology, a dubious honor he maintains even today. The Legend of Jiang, by my assessment, would make a brilliant plot for an Indiana Jones film. It has all the necessary trappings. An ancient dead guy, a ghost, a primeval cult, and artifacts recovered in the lead-up to World War II. Take note, Disney, it can't be any worse of an idea than the aliens in the Crystal Skull Adventure.
Thank you for joining me for another episode of the China Untold podcast. To learn more about the podcast and to find a list of sources used for this episode, please visit our website www.chinauntoldpodcast.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at China Untold and on Facebook by searching China Untold Podcast. Again, thank you for joining me, and I hope to catch you again next time with another fascinating story from the Middle Kingdom.